This is a bonus episode with Flying Flamingo J. Girls Just Want to Fly. Hey, hello everyone. Sean Simon's PPG Grandpa. Welcome to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Oh my goodness, dudes and dudettes. I really enjoy doing this. I, I love my live show on Monday, Clear Pop TV and PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Uh, Shane's show, just hanging out, talking with Shane, uh, listening to him talk about, you know, paramotors and cooking and God knows what else. Uh, he's stepping back and he's just going to be doing once a month uh, starting next month. But Eric and Jade are going to take over the Tuesday night and just have a little hangout. So if you ever, if you just want to hang out with Eric and the gang talking about paramotors and whatever, go over to ppglear.com. And that is where they are doing their live show every Tuesday night. Just hanging out, having a good time. So check out ppglear.com if you want to hang out with them. On Wednesday night, which is what you're going to be listening to tonight, is Paramotor Girl, yeah, paramotorgirl.com, Flying Flamingo Jade. Girls just want to fly. So it's an all girls podcast. And I hope that you've been enjoying this. If you would like to leave comments or talk about this, please go over to paramotorarkansas.com. That leads to my Facebook page that talks about flying and getting training. So if you're interested in getting training, I also teach uh, how, how to get up in the air, foot launching, and also trikes. So come on over and hang out with me over here in Arkansas, in Conway, Arkansas. It's really awesome. Anyways, on with the show. I hope you have a great day. And this is episode 15 of Girls Just Want to Fly. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for joining, and we got Cupcake Krista here. How are you, Krista? I am good. How are you? I'm good. And who do we have with us here tonight? Looks like we got a special guest uh, from Casper, Wyoming, uh, Alicia. How are you? Doing good. Awesome. Thank you for uh, joining us and being a uh, willing and taking your time out of your afternoon to uh, tell us all about yourself and how you got into uh, the sky in many different ways, it sounds like. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. It's kind of a long story. Um, but I guess when it first started, I was, my daughter was about three years old and I was headed back from the grocery store and um, we were watching this hot air balloon land in a soccer field. And I thought, oh, we should stop and just watch and check it out. And then uh, he, the pilot had us come over and he was like, hey, you can just help me pack up the balloon. And then um, my daughter loved it. She thought that was the greatest thing. And then um, I just started helping him crew and he would take us up for rides occasionally. But at that point, I realized that I needed more than just the occasional ride. And so um, I went to go get my hot air balloon pilot's license. And then, um, you know, I was flying hot air balloons for a couple years and then got into free flight and then got into powered um, paragliders and I've flown a couple other things since then, but uh, it's been, it's been a fun journey for sure. Wow. It sounds like it. So you told us in the, before the show, we were chatting briefly that you're a mother of three girls. Yeah, I've got one in college right now. She's 19. And then one that's learning how to drive. She's 15. And then my youngest is 11. Okay. And you said they're all little redheads, huh? They are. They're <laughs> sassy little redheads. <laughs> so um, have you always lived out in Wyoming? Yeah, I was born and raised here. Um, my family spent a little time in Utah. My dad uh, moved there for work. So I lived there for about maybe 10 years when I was younger. And then we moved back to Casper, Wyoming and just lived here ever since. And I really like it here. So 
it's just Wyoming is great. So, I've got um, the mountain is tiny, you know, Colorado people would call it a hill, but we've got skiing and mountain biking all within 15 minutes. Um, we've also got lakes that are within 30 minutes. So we can go, you know, pretty much have access to all sorts of outdoor activities. Um, paddle boarding, we've been doing a lot of paddle boarding this summer and hitting the river, which is about 10 minutes away. So nice. So what's the weather like out there for you right now? Uh, right now it's raining and on the mountain, I think we're getting a little snow. So, okay. So how high up are you in elevation? Do you know? The mountain is around 8,500 feet. And then, um, where I live, it's right around 5,500. Okay. So, okay. So you said that you do powered paramotoring. You do free flight and, um, you've tried the glider. You said you'd like to get into that, correct? And you're um, also a hot air balloon pilot. Yeah. So, um, my hot air balloon, I bought, you know, way back when, and I actually sold the hot air balloon because I would like to get a little bit of a different system. Um, and then uh, I also started to realize that my hot air ballooning has a very specific window for flight, especially around here because Casper is windy all the time. And so um, your flight window is in the morning. And I have a rule that I, I don't like to fly unless it's going to be six miles per hour or less clear up until noon. Uh, I learned that the hard way. Um, and so the window for flight with hot air ballooning is really small. And that's when, and it is hard. People just don't like to get out of bed at 6 a.m. when it's good to go fly hot air balloons. And so, and I need a crew of about two to three people to really get me in the air, um, drive a chase crew truck to pick me up. And then, so it's just a little bit harder to get the hot air balloon up and going. And so that's um, about four years ago, I decided to try free flight and started um, really enjoying free flight. I went down to Superfly and learned with Chris Santa Croce at Point of the Mountain. And that's just a blast. Ridge soaring. And then uh, I started doing some cross country. We don't really have good sites around Casper. We've got a good cross country site that is two hours away in Sheridan. Um, and then ridge soaring, it's it's kind of hit and miss. The wind is almost never going the right direction for that. And so that's when I decided I needed a motor to put on my back and I picked up paramotoring. And so I've been really enjoying that. The windows for that are a lot bigger. You can handle um, a little bit higher winds. I'm fairly comfortable up to about eight to 10 miles per hour on the paramotor. And then um, you can fly morning and evening. So that works out better. And it's just me. I don't need a crew to get me in the air. So um yeah. So I sold the hot air balloon to buy the paramotor and oh, I would like to, I did. So I don't have one at the moment. Um, I do have one that I could fly if I wanted to. I just have to say, Hey, I want to fly your hot air balloon. But, um, and I would like to get another one down the road, but the system that I want is kind of pricey. So hold off on that for a little bit. But. So are you doing foot launch or are you doing trike or are you doing both? Um, well, I have a, knee injury from skiing where I'm pretty much missing my ACL in the left knee. And so uh, I do the trike launch just because my knee likes to kind of randomly give out on me. For the most part, it supports me, but I, I'd hate to land and have it just randomly decide it needs to give out on me. So um, I do use the trike. I've got the MacFly paramotor with their really lightweight trike. And I love that it's just tiny and lightweight. And so I can load up everything myself. I don't need anybody's help to load up all my gear. And, um, and it works really well for me. So, okay. Krista, you got anything? 
Any fly-ins you've attended or plan on? Uh, I just started getting comfortable enough. I feel like powered paramotoring is, um, is new enough for me that I haven't been comfortable going to fly-ins, but I did go to a fly-in recently at Devil's Tower. That was kind of a, a small fly-in and that was really neat. I got in a flight. I didn't quite make it to the tower, but I did get in a good flight. So yeah. I'd like to start going to more fly-ins, um, but a lot of them are kind of far away. So I'd have to figure out some travel method for getting there. So, Well, I know um, Eric and I are talking about going out to visit his family and I'm not sure if they'll be in the state of Washington or in Nevada next summer. And so we'll maybe have to see if we can on our way out or on the way back, uh, meet up with you. Cause we plan to take our, our, our gear along also. That would be awesome. We've got, um, a lake reservoir here that I would like to go fly around. That's got a nice little airport that we can fly from that I think would be a lot of fun. Um, right. Locally, we don't have the best launch sites. Um, yeah, we just don't have grassy parks. I see all these videos with grassy parks and great launch sites. And I'm a little jealous because we really don't have much of that around here. So in fact, some of my, um, earlier paramotor incidents or because our field just isn't that great. I had like my, I've been through a few props and it's because, um, one time I had the wheels ran over a rock and kicked up a rock into the prop and shattered the prop. And then another one, a piece of wire came up and split my prop lengthwise. And so, um, we just don't have the greatest um fields for flying around here but uh, a little further away we do so yeah how far do you have to go for the nicer ones then um glendo is about an hour away and um let's see sometimes we go up there's a nice soccer field in sheridan that's about an hour and a half away that makes for a really good flight area so you so. said you've got a little airport there but they don't really take care of it is that what you said? Um, yeah, in Casper, it's sometimes it gets mowed, sometimes not, but mostly it's just prairie grass. Yeah, that's kind of the small little town we're from. Um, we went out to our little airport and we had grasshoppers, we had twigs in our lines and we're like, we're never doing this again. And they're like, well, well wait, we like you out here, you know, and They've actually been doing a really good job at keeping it mowed and they've got a nice manager out there now and it's been very helpful. Yeah, our local group is working on maybe planting some grass in a field of, we've got a local pilot that owns a field and so we're kind of hoping to have something a little nicer next year, so. Good. Um, so I've got a question that came to me and someone wants you to explain free flight. Um, so there are two methods of free flight. You can do ridge soaring. And in that instance, you know, you've got your ridge and the wind comes up and you've got a compression zone here and you really need somewhere between eight and 15 miles per hour for that to be. Um, a fun event. And so Point of the Mountain is your classic ridge soaring site. And they've got the north and south side, and it's just a blast to go fly those areas. And then around here, we have a tiny little site on the back side of our mountain. Um, if the wind is going the right direction, then it's perfect, but it only there's it's pretty small and it fits maybe three or four pilots, and we have to be really careful to watch out for each other. But uh, I got a ridge soaring flight, you know, on that site for I was up there for about an hour to an hour and a half, and it was just it was just awesome. Um, and then there's cross country flying, and we've got a couple of cross country launch sites along the Bighorns, um, and I am fairly new at that, 
but one of my buddies that lives up in Sheridan got a six hour flight, just going, you know, launching off this site, catching thermals, you know, going to the next ridge, catching another thermal, and then soaring back and forth along the, the mountain range. And um, my last flight there was last weekend, and I was up for about an hour. So that Wait. was a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, I know you were kind of explaining about the para, uh, the powered glider. I don't know if I'm powered. Oh, the hang glider? Yes. So explain to us how you got into that and where you're at with it and your instructor. That was pretty interesting. So I've only flown once and um, the gentleman who teaches that, he lives here and he is also the world record holder for uh, free flight hang gliding. So he did a cross country flight off of Whiskey Peak and I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he landed in Montana which is a long ways. And I'm not sure how long that flight was. I'd have to ask him, but um, a long flight. And then um, he let me try out his um, powered hang glider trike. And that was a lot of fun. There's the, the differences are, you know, it seems like it just cuts through the wind and it can handle some higher wind than the powered paragliders can handle. Um, but they are definitely a bigger machine. So like the powered paraglider, I can take apart and stick in the back of my truck and I'm good to go. And the, um, trike, you would need an actual, like he's got his own runway for his trike and, and you'd need a little more, um, space to haul something like that around, I think, but it was definitely a lot of fun and maybe down the road, I might pick that up too. We'll see. So. Nice. Well, keep us informed on that one. Yeah. So um, Steve Clark with Clark videos uh, in the chat, he's asking, um, do you use the same wing for free flight as you would do with PPG? In other words, is it a universal wing? And if so, how many meters are you flying? So my free flight wing is an Atlas two and um, it is, I got, I got motor risers to put on it so that I can use it for both free flight and the paramotor. Um, definitely on the heavier side with the trike. And so it handles a little bit differently. Um, but it's still, it works really pretty good. And I've also got a, a Falcon, it's a 24 meter and that one's just for the trike and i really like that wing quite a bit um, it's got the 2d steering and i'm i'm liking it it's taken me a little bit to get used to it but i'm really liking it so so we've got a question what are motor risers so on a free flight wing you have just your normal risers and some models you can get motor specific risers with the trims that you can put on to a free flight wing and make it more paramotor friendly. Okay. All right. And then um, Mark George from Parisweg USA um, down in Texas, he's got a question. Um, when did you start paramotoring? So paramotoring, I feel like I'm still new at the whole paramotoring thing. And I picked that up about a couple years ago. So um, I'm still getting the hang of it, you know, having those two incidences where I broke my props kind of shook me up a little bit. And so, um, you know, I taking it slower. I'm also taking everything fairly slow. Like I feel like I have been ready to step up in wings in free flight for a little while, but I'm holding back just because I feel like I owe it to my girls to be as safe as possible and um, definitely stick around as long as possible for them. So I'm taking everything really slow. Right, good idea. Krista? So you do the free flights where you uh, go through thermals, but with the paraglider, with the paramotor, 
you want to stay away from thermal. So how did you do the switch? Is it a hard thing for you to do or? Um, actually I, the, the Falcon is a cross country wing and I got it so that I could, um, do more thermal type flying with the paramotor. And so sometimes I'll go, especially if we're taking off a little earlier in the evening when the thermals are still popping and I'm waiting for some of the other guys, if there's hardly any wind, it's harder for some of them to, you know, get the wings up. And so it takes a little longer and I'll go find a thermal and conserve fuel while I just stay up in a thermal. Um, so I don't avoid thermals necessarily. I'd like to get to where I can fly a little more in thermals and do some more cross country stuff, but I'm not quite there yet. So, so let me ask you this. Um, how is your bump tolerance with powered? Um, so I feel like it's similar to, I mean, you definitely start gaining bump tolerance when you do cross country flying and, um, I've been gaining more and more bump tolerance by going a little bit later in the afternoon with the cross country flights. And so, um, last weekend we had some pretty, uh, I felt like they were some pretty intense thermals, um, and I actually got my first, uh, I, it was about 40% deflation on my Atlas II wing. And so that definitely pushed me to my limit right now of bump tolerance. Um, but I did, you know, I've been really studying the right thing to do in those situations and found that my brain just went straight to what I needed to do, which was lean, you know, into the side that's open and continue to fly that side and then try to work the other side out. So it didn't come out right away. And so I actually had to, you know, pump the brakes and I was about to reach up and grab that stabilo line to get it out. And uh, it finally popped back open and, you know, I was good to go and managed to get out of it without any kind of a spin or anything like that. So. Hmm. Wow. Um, Bill H in the chat is asking, do you have how many flight hours, um, and motor and frame? Um, let's see. So I keep different logs for different things. So I'll have to pull that up here. And do you use certain apps? Uh, I just keep, um, an Excel spreadsheet in Google docs that I can access from my phone. And let's see here. So paragliding hours, I have, I actually have it in minutes. So 895 minutes paragliding, free flight. And then hot air ballooning, I've got uh, 2,685 minutes. And on the paramotor, that one, I don't have a total for yet, um, but I don't have a lot of time on the paramotor yet. So let's see. Okay. Um, Tony Marzano from Las Vegas is asking, do you need a license to fly the powered hang glider? Uh, it depends on the weight of it. So yeah, it just depends on how much it weighs. If you get a really lightweight um, powered hang glider, then I think you're good. That'd be considered something like the PPC, the parachute or something maybe? Because I know no, they have I haven't done a whole lot of research on that. Um, I've got my pilot's license with the hot air balloon rating. And I know that if you go over a certain weight on those ultralights, you do have to have a license, but I'm not sure what that weight is. So. Okay. Krista? Sorry. Um, so how many schools did you go to? This was Tony H's question also. Um, since you do three different kinds of flights, did you go to three different schools or same school? Yeah, I did. Um, 
So I learned with Michael Bowens down in Park City and for hot air ballooning. And then I learned with Chris Santa Croce at, at Superfly um, in Draper for the free flight. Um, and I've also taken some XC courses with Ken Hooden Jorgensen, who was really awesome for um, some cross country stuff. And then um, I would like to go and start uh, taking some acro courses because I'd like to get into some more acro. So that's on my future goals list. <laughs> so like an SIV or? Um, I, kind of, but I'd like to focus more on um, getting cast micro mini wingovers. Yeah, stuff that's more intentional and doing more fun things rather than a defensive. But I would like to do some SIV as well. So yeah, there, it's all on my list. All right. So Deweese Milstead from Mississippi is asking, which one of those paramotor, oh, sorry, which one of the sports do you prefer? Prefer. <laughs> Um, I usually prefer whichever one I'm doing in the moment. <laughs> okay, so, so tell us which one you feel most safe with. Um, let's see. I would say that I feel most safe with the free flight. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I actually carry two reserves. Um, so I've got one that's a front mount reserve that is my flight deck, and then I've got an under the seat reserve. So, but I feel like in free flight, you're actually flying higher and the goal is to be higher. And when you are higher, you have, um, more response time. So to me, that feels safer. Whereas with the powered paramotor, you know, I like to fly lower. I don't like to be high as much. It's not quite as interesting. And so um, I feel like it's a little less safe because you don't have as much response time, you know, to throw a reserve or something if something goes wrong. So have you had any scary instances with uh, paragliding, um, hot air balloon or power yeah my scariest experiences have been with the hot air balloon surprisingly enough you would think that it's safer and it is it can be safe but um I was with one of my mentors and we were going to do a kind of a cross-country flight over the top of the Ferris Mountains so we started on one side and it was just a perfectly calm calm day and it was forecasted to be calm all day um but we had gotten up to the top of the mountain and over the top of the mountain the winds had started to pick up and created this sheer layer that was um you know a higher up wind shear that kind of came down the mountain and then a slower wind layer down below. And so we had started to go down in the hot air balloon and get ready to land, but it created that wind shear created this interesting thing that happens if this is the balloon, it creates this little negative pressure zone right here that causes false lift. So all of a sudden your hot air balloon is going up and you're not putting any heat in it. And so at some point you have to hit this equilibrium and you're going to go back down. And if you're not putting heat in the hot air balloon, you're going to go back down really fast. Oh. So we were going down really fast and um, came down and the winds were still going pretty good about 30 miles an hour and the hot air balloon you know hit the ground and put a nice little triangle in the middle of this dirt road and then came up and pendulumed and then hit and then slid across the prairie at a for about a good 50 yards before we finally came to a stop and that hot air balloon just collapsed and came to a stop and I had um and I, I think I have, I don't feel fear as much as someone maybe should feel fear because I was, 
I had gotten up on the risers kind of out of little bit out of the balloon, just ready for the ride. Like, okay, here we go. And we're coming in and um, I actually found it to be kind of fun, but afterward realized that it should have been really scary. And so, um, and I've had another instance where it was dead calm on the surface layers and I had inflated my balloon. I'd gotten up about maybe 50 feet off this park and hit another layer. And it just took me all the way across town within 15 minutes. My crew driver looked up and I was just gone. He's like, I don't know where you went. You're just, you were just gone. And I had to get on the radio and tell him where I was landing and that I was landing in about five minutes. So, um, and that one was another one where, you know, I came in and the balloon just hit and slides and they, we call them um, high wind landings. They're not my favorite and they're a little hard on the balloon, but um, it happens. Casper's just kind of windy. And that's where my rule that it has to be six miles per hour or less until at least noon. That's where that rule came in is because we would get these calm mornings and it would be forecasted to be calm up until 11. And then all of a sudden that wind would pick up sooner than you expected. And it's just, you end up with a high wind landing. Um, so I've got a lot of experience with that, which is nice, but they're, you know, it's not my favorite landing. And those are probably my scariest experiences. Wow. So, mm -hmm. You're one crazy lady <laughs> for not having fear. <laughs> well, there's, there's fear for sure. Hang on. You went to mute. Uh oh, we lost her. So. There you go. There you go. Um, Say that last part, there's fear for sure. What? There is definitely fear, but I think it's less than your average. Like my family, you know, I'll have conversations with my family and they're just, they can't figure out where I get this from. So I don't have anybody in my family that flies. We don't really have a history of anybody that flies. Um, and my girls aren't interested in it. So it's just, I'm, I think I'm kind of an anomaly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Mark George from Parisweg USA is asking, do they use ballistic parachutes on the powered hang gliders? Yes, okay. All right, um, we'll fly from North Carolina, the one we warned you about is asking, um, hang on, I gotta read his question before I say it out loud. <laughs> You're involved in quite a few sports. Is there another one that you would like to take up in the future? Good one, Will. Yeah, I try not to pick up any new sports, although I did just a couple weeks ago. I um, learned how to ride a motorcycle. So Awesome. Nice. What kind of motorcycle? We don't have one yet, but... Um, I'm looking at a Triumph Scrambler. Nice. All right. Um, Angela Preslick from Nor ne uh, Las Vegas, Nevada is asking, um, do your children want to follow you in your footsteps? So they don't. Um, maybe they will someday. I'm not really sure. There's part of me that is like, would be happy if they experienced the same thing because I love it so much. But on the other hand, it is a dangerous sport. And so not having them get into it, I think I would worry a lot less. So I'm okay with whatever direction they decide to go. Right. All right. Krista, do you got anything? Have you thrown your reserve yet? I haven't thrown that yet. Thank goodness. I'm okay with that too. Uh, we I, do have a question. Go ahead. I was going to say with hot air ballooning, I had um, this fantastic mentor and he passed away um, the year before last. It was really sad to lose him. And I actually haven't really flown um, much in the way of hot air balloons since he passed away. Um, but when, 
when he was here, he decided one time that I really needed to learn this skill that's called uh, bomb drop skills so that I can stick my landings in any type of situation, whether it's high winds or not high winds. And so he takes me, and this is one of the only times we talked about that fear. This is one of the only times where I've actually been really afraid while I was in the air. So he takes me up in the hot air balloon and we go up about 50 feet or so. And he says, okay, now just let it drop. Don't put any hot air in it. So you vent the hot air out. Don't put any hot air in it until right before you hit the ground, just to barely slow your landing down. So I did that and I let the balloon come down and I just kind of gently set it down. And he goes, no, 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 that's not how you do that. Let me show you how you do this. So he vents the air out at 50 feet. We come down and I we were coming down so fast, I thought we were going to die. Like we hit the ground, and then the outside of the balloon came down around the basket and touched the ground around the basket, and then came back up again. And he goes, so that's how you do a bomb drop landing. And I went, oh my goodness, okay, I'll work on that. And we worked on it for about another hour, and I finally got to where I was close, but there's no way I could come down like that and still... <laughs> have my heart beat at the same rate that it would normally beat so all right so we got a question in the chat from ppg rachel she was last week's guest um have you done any skydiving before and if so did you like it skydiving i feel like with skydiving it just hasn't even been really an interest or on my list um, because you're only in the air for, you know, a couple of minutes, whereas paragliding, especially free flight, you're in there for a long time. And so I don't know, it just hasn't and it hasn't really come up as an opportunity. So I really haven't done it or well, it's not. We can, we can hook you up with a gal that was two weeks ago guest. <laughs> Cause she wants me to go and just say that you're, you're me. <laughs> um, so we have another question and you do not have to answer this, but we're going to throw Walter from Australia under the bus. Is there a hubby involved? Um, Cause guys are asking for a friend. I do have a very serious boyfriend for about seven or eight years now so and okay. he, he does a lot of this stuff with me um so he does the free flight and then I talked him into getting a motor but you know it's he's not as interested in the paramotor stuff so that was my one of my questions is how big of a group do you have out there to um go flying with our, our little group has, like in Casper, there are uh, maybe four or five pilots. And then we often go up and fly with the guys from Sheridan. And sometimes we'll go to Sheridan and we get some people that come down from Billings and from Buffalo that will fly with us too. So, um, you know, we can usually get a good little group together to fly um, whether it's free flight or paramotor, because everybody, almost everybody does both along the little region. And so we just look at the weather and see what the weather, you know, looks good for. And we'll, we can usually get a, a good little group of about five to 10 pilots together, depending on the activity. So. Okay. Um, Krista, you got anything? What drove you to want to fly? Um, you know, I think about that quite a bit, but when I was little, I was constantly looking at the sky, um, sitting in class and looking out at the clouds and daydreaming. And then we had a trampoline when I was little and I would take the trampoline cover. And when it was windy, I would let, I would jump up and let the cover catch the wind and float me off the trampoline. And so I, I think that was my early paragliding experience was the trampoline. And then um, I've just always 
really been fascinated by it. And then watching the hot air balloons, we have a festival in town every year and watching those, they're just, I just loved them. So, um, and then I had the opportunity and I just took it. I like to right. say yes. Good motto. I am going to try and share the pictures um, you have sent and see if I can get this. Okay. And if you want to explain them. Are you able to see this? Oh, yeah. That one, um, so that's our ridge soaring site. And this particular day, there wasn't enough wind. And so it was just a, a little short hike and fly. And it was right at sunset. And my wing is white. And so as soon as I came around the corner, the sun just lit my wing up. And it's just the coolest effect. Oh, yeah. My daughter actually, um, you can't see it here. It's, I don't know if I have a picture, but there's a, a drawing of a, it's a koi fish on the underside of my wing. And my daughter did that artwork. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. And Chris Santa Croce had it printed on paraglider material. And then I applied it to the wing and it turned out really neat. Nice. And then how about this? Um, not seeing it. Hang on. Bear with me one second. I thought I had this down. Able to see anything yet? No. Dang it. I don't know. Any other questions in the chat at all or Krista? Well, I try to figure um, it out. I'm sure there is. Hold on one second. Uh, it's, it's from Clark Video. Being that you don't have that many hours on PPP, are you still using a beginner wing? Um, or is it the Gen Falcon? No, I'm actually on more of an intermediate wing. The falcon is an intermediate wing. Um, but I've got enough free flight hours that I feel fairly comfortable on it. It was a little bit of a learning curve though. So, um, but it is more of an intermediate wing. I'm not sure that it's rated. All right, hang on. I'm going to try to share this again. I think I'm hoping I've got it. I think we've got all those, yeah. It's not. Somebody What's making that noise? was for the bomb drop landings on the hot air balloon. And the reason for those is to stick your landing. Like if you see a landing space and you don't have any landing spaces ahead of that and you need to stick that landing, you would have to land in that spot. Then that allows you to land exactly where you intend to land. All right, I am trying to get, I'm interested in this one picture because I'm trying to understand you are a, anything coming up? Darn it. So you're an artist? Yeah, um, art actually has played a pretty good role in funding my hobbies, which is nice. So... Nice. Well, are you able to share any of these? Because for some reason now, and are either one of you having like um, internet or something going on? Because we got to check. Yeah. We're getting feedback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
looks like somebody asked about my favorite place to fly. Okay. Um, and I'd have to say flying off of Red Braid and Sheridan is probably my favorite place to fly. And then second favorite place to fly would be the north side at Point of the Mountain, especially when I get in, get a chance to bench up. All right. Um, that's Lori Fisher. She was also a past um, flyer also, um, or a past guest on here. Sorry about that. Um, Deweese is asking what you do for a regular job. I am a real estate appraiser. So. Okay. So that also takes me into um, that you also know one of my friends that I've met through this sport, um, Bonnie Parker and little Wyatt. Yeah, we're, we're both appraisers, so we get to geek out on, you know, things that most people would not care about. <laughs> And you've also gone to the same instructor, right, for paragliding? Yeah, we've both been to Superfly for some paragliding instruction. So. Okay, yep. Um, so if you can convince Bonnie to come on someday, because she's too cheap. <laughs> um, hey, we still have feedback. Yeah, I know. I can hear it, too. Sounds like a dog is licking the microphone. <laughs> It's, it's repeating. I just all right. So, if anybody has anything in the background, I'm checking. I don't have anything open. Um, Clark Video is asking, "What motor do you have?" I have the MaxFly Monster 185. My 20. All right. And, like and uh, um, I don't think. Will Fly was here, but he's asking if you've been to any fly-ins, if you can go over that. Yeah, just a little fly-in at Devil's Tower. So I have, I'd like to go to more fly-ins, but a lot of them are kind of far away for me. So it would be a lot of driving. Okay. Uh, PPG Rachel, um, she wants to know if you've got plans to go to Salt Sea fly-in. Uh, Bonnie tried to talk me to, into going to the last one and I wasn't able to make it work with my work schedule, um, but I'll try to get it on my schedule for the next time because that would be a lot of fun. All right. And Tony um, Marzano, he would like to know if you hunt since you're in a great part of the country for it. That's another one of those hobbies that I should probably not pick up. My, my family, I have quite a few family members that hunt. And um, so they do that. But, and they, they actually, I have a nephew that got an elk and um, my brother-in-law got an elk. So, and they do the bow hunting thing. If I were going to hunt, I would bow hunt. But I just, I have, my time is limited. And so I have to be kind of picky. Mm. Yeah, so I, uh, um, I also had grown up hunting with my dad and my uncles and a couple of my cousins. And um, I always wanted to try bow hunting, but I have not done that yet. So, all right. So we are... We got about 12 minutes left. Christy, you got any other questions? Guys in the chat, got any more questions? Um, so you were talking about being an artist. What do you draw? Um, I really have been doing aerial cloudscapes with um, their chalk pastel. So it's kind of like a nice refined sidewalk chalk on sandpaper. So I've got um, a couple of examples on my Facebook site. It's hard to know, you know, what, what they look like unless you can see them, but. Um, awesome. Okay. So. 
I think you're muted. Sorry about that. No, I can hear you. Okay. Um, question is, what size wing do you fly? So, uh, for higher wind conditions, I have a little 19-meter Yeti that I like to fly um, for rich so soaring and like a hike and fly. And then I've got my... I think it's a 22 meter Atlas two for free flight. And then it's got the paramotor risers if I want to use it for the paramotor. And then I've got the Falcon, which is a 24 meter. Okay. How many flights do you think you're at right now? Um, paramotoring. Think, I mean, Quite a few, probably around somewhere between 20 and 30 flights. Okay. So do you go up for like an hour at a time, half hour, five minutes? Usually what kind of half an hour to an hour? I like the evening flights uh, right before sunset. Okay. You're uh voices going in and out like when you first start talking or having a hard time hearing you so I don't know what's going on there um Bill H says Alicia would you recommend PPG pilots take free flying lessons he says say yes uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would be um I would be really struggling if I hadn't taken free flight first, I think I may actually have given up on PPG if I hadn't taken free flight first. Really? Yeah, I feel like um, it's 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 nerve wracking even now for me to do the PPG, and I have to work through my nerves just to go do PPG, and I don't have those nerves with the free flight. Um, I did in the beginning a little bit, but um, I feel like, and I'm not even sure exactly why it is, but I feel like it's a bit more nerve wracking for me to do the powered paragliding. See, and I'm just the opposite. I fly trike. I have a motor, which I was learned, I, I was taught. Um, I take off from flat land. You jump off of a cliff <laughs> without a motor. <laughs> so a little bit of convincing on your part for me <laughs> um rachel ppg rachel uh, wants to know what advice do you have for ppg pilots who want to learn the paragliding we definitely go to point in the mountain um because you get more for if you go to this site where you can fly morning and evening almost every day. And to just go spend a couple of intensive weeks learning this skill. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's definitely worth taking, you know, a vacation and heading over there to learn free flight. Um, and they've got some great schools. Um, White Cloud is a really good school. Superfly is a really good school. They've got a lot of really good schools over there. So. All right. There you go, Rachel. She's in Cincinnati, Ohio. So we'll talk her to get out there. Will Fly is asking, any interest in becoming an instructor or any of the sports you're involved in? So, and that's something I've thought about. But I have to admit that I would have a really hard time if someone got injured. I would blame myself for a very long time. And I, I think I would have a hard time reconciling with that. And so being an instructor may not be for me. Okay. All right. So Krista, you got anything else or Shane or Eric or any of the guys in the chat? What apps do you use uh, for your What was that? What apps do you use before you go forward? Wind's good for you. So this is where I really get nerdy on you. Um, 
I've got some apps that I love to use and I use quite a few different ones. Um, I always carry an inReach with me pretty much everywhere I go. And then the app that goes with that is, um, oh, it's ever, I'll have to look that up. I can't remember exactly what that one was called. Um, and then for cross country, I use XC track to uh, track my cross country flights. And then I use an app or a website called SkySight. And that one is a really neat website for thermals and that sort of flying. Um, and then I use one called Windy. Um, that's a pretty typical, everybody seems to really like Windy. And then um, my one of my all-time favorites, though, is not an Apple app. And that's another reason why I really like my Android. We were talking about this earlier. But it's called Flow X. And it's one of the neatest weather apps that I've ever come across. I really, really like it. Um, and then when I need to start zooming in on the weather and get some real time um, data, I'll use Wind Alert. Um, and then for like a couple of weeks ago, you know, I had to hike out of the Bighorn, the foothills of the Bighorns and try to find the closest road so that I could get a ride. And uh, for that, I really like Onyx Hunt. I feel like they have the best maps and the best, um, you know, data all in one place for figuring out where I am. So um, those are, that's the list of my apps for the most part. A lot of apps there. Yeah, very good. I wrote a couple of those down. Thank you. Um, Sean Nasker um, is asking, what's the most memorable moment you had in the sky? A good question. Uh, let's see. A lot of them are really memorable, but so... My most recent one was um, this last cross country flight. I hit uh, 8,400 feet. And that was just, that was really epic for me. I know it's not super high for most of the cross country pilots out there, but for me, that was a new um, high altitude and just um, definitely a really neat experience. I think my most memorable moments are the firsts. When I have a first for something, then those become the most memorable moments. All right. I see uh, somebody snuck in our chat beforehand. So just let us finish up, okay? All right. Um, so we'll just finish out here. Eric has added um, the code to join in if Alicia is willing to stick around. Uh, you guys can ask uh, questions. Um, she can do so. And we encourage you guys to join in with us and ask questions if you'd like um, that you weren't able to ask during the show. Um, Alicia, do you have um, any social media sites that you are on right now that people can find you at? Let's see, I'm on Facebook as Alicia Lynn. And then I'm on Instagram and I can't remember what that one was. I think it's Captain Alicia Lynn or Captain Ali. It's Captain something. So, All right. So I want to thank you again for coming on and Christopher also helping out. Um, please you know, give us a thumbs up if you can. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and if you guys want, like I said, join in also, please join us every Wednesday night, 7 PM. If you got any friends, any guys that you know, that are in the sky in any type of sport, please have them get a hold of us. And we'd like to have them share their story too. Um, again, we'll see you next week and thanks for joining guys. Have a good night and fly safe. Okay, hang on, it should be finished. Whew. Good job, Alicia.
That was fun. Yeah. All right. Then we got some crazy guy from Florida in here that joins in on our girl show. <laughs> yeah. He's new to this, though. Say hello to Krista and Jay. See? Hi, Natalie. Hey, Krista talking. See Krista down here. See? Say hello to Krista. Krista! Natalie! He has an asthma primo in my asthma migraine. She said Asher, his cousin, is right here and he's her best friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeah, baby fly. So, Alicia, some more people may join in. Um, but that's so interesting the story of her about the balloons. I think so. I don't want to try balloons, no. never. <laughs> it's better to have control in your canopy than see, yeah, that's yeah. me behind, behind me. That's myself falling. I was an SIV um, and then I, I didn't get the search on time and the wind flew in front of me, but I was waiting for the order of the instructor to do what I had to do. But things happen too fast. Um, well, I learned that I have to catch the search even the instructor don't call it. Then it's something great to be an SIV and to know how your wind can collapse. Um, she always wanna fly. And most of the time for a gliding or paramotor, you never have to use your reserve because actually that wind fly again and always gonna fly. You can have even free twists and you can come out of that twist without no problem. But it's good to have the training because you get out of your comfort zone and you know how is the feeling of that. And then the only things you wanna do is watching your wind and see what you're gonna do and how you have to react. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I want to take one of his pieces for sure. I mean, my 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 story in para, in Paramotor was sad because I only got with my instructor only one flight because I, I have like background from army. I was in the army in Cuba for 10 years. And then it's like, you know how to follow orders. Then you never argue your orders. You follow your orders and you do anything your instructor or sergeant say. Um, it's something that you stick in your head for forever. And then my instructor only gave me one fly. Then after I had 13 flies, is when I got to the SIB with Andrew Fuller. Um, after I did the SIB for me, it was like I've been in the sport for, for three years. I mean, it was amazing how I escalate my way in flying. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be a really um, good thing to learn and get it on a board with an SIV course, but we don't really have anything close. So I think the nearest SIV might be in Draper with um, some of those people down there. So and that's about seven hours away. <clears throat> but you know what? When you go to the SIV, if you don't want to go through the whole course, you don't have to do it. The only things that you can do is like a 50% collapse uh, from both sides, uh, get the full throttle, uh, and then just go into full stall and do the, a little bit of the spiral. That's it. After that, you say to the instructor, I don't want nothing else. That's what I need. And with that, you can do your life so easy. Uh, you know, um, super easy. <laughs> I want to... I want to say hi to everybody that's joining in. We got Kelby Cox. Thanks for joining, sir. Glad you're doing good. We got DP. And we got Will Fly. And we got Deweese. And your Denki, who joined in a little, a little early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Deweese. Yeah. Is that mine? That's yours. Beautiful. I like that. Oh, yeah. shirt. My shirt. Yep. I opened That's up my email today and my <laughs> found out that the 
website works tomahawktees.com <laughs> i look for a mask they're not going there yet i know i didn't have time today i was too busy arguing with kids or you as a kid put their phones away ah uh, yeah i'm gonna give them their last warnings before i send them to detention <clears throat> so anyway and eric actually came to work today and talked to, um to one of the I guess shop teachers and talked about uh, being in the trades. So oh. we were there for the last hour of school and talking to kids about doing HVAC stuff. So, so he did some education. Yep. Boy, we got the double DPs here. Double D's. The double D's. Yep. <laughs> Sarah, Mom and Angela. Hey, Angela. Louise. How so, are you? Alicia, oh, you got... I love your shirt. Thank you. So do I. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alicia, you got people from all over the country right here. And then right, I'm sure Walter will join. Nice shirt. Uh, Walter hey, from Australia will be joining in here shortly, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know how what Walter did is now anytime Jade rattles off a name, she tells where they're from. Thanks a lot, Walter. Why? Because <laughs> well, Walter always ask? goes, hello, I'm Walter from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, no shit. We can tell by the uh, we can tell by the uh, voice that the what do you call that? Accent. accent? Yeah. <laughs> Eric, you almost sounded like the Swedish chef. I was just gonna say <laughs> no. that more Swedish. Don't hurt. Don't hurt. Eric, I think everybody starts over in Australia, starts that out, and it starts every sentence out with, I'm from Australia. Yeah. Like, like we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah, know. He's We're from Wisconsin. You better get on here and defend yourself, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will. Hello, Angela, my love. Beautiful. Hello. Hi. Oh, nice hat. Thanks. I thought, see, I'm like the background's black and white, but I put my pink hat on and yeah. I, yeah, but you're I all can, camo. Yeah, I can't even see it. Is that yeah, it must be camouflage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Someday. DP, are you flying? He's uh, flying, no. all right. Look at him flying right now. He's flying. No. Yeah, I'm sitting. I think this is a world record. There's 15 people on here. Wow. Why wow. does it say record? Is this like a live stream or something? Oh, Chuck Nugger, crazy guy from ground handling. Challenge that second row. Challenge Hey, there's Walter from down under, mate. <laughs> Walter from Austria. <laughs> yeah. 